This week on Rock and Roll Grad School, you gotta feed your sea beasts the red meat. We're talking with Daisy Dead from The Dead Deads. They've been praised by groups such as Kiss and Cheap Trick, and they are out on tour with The Darkness right now. That's Rock and Roll Grad School, available wherever you get your podcasts, rockandrollgradschool.com. Why is recorded in front of a live studio audience? Have you downloaded the new upgrade to your iPhone yet? Mm-hmm. You have? I believe so, because it just does it. Oh. There is going to be, I don't know if it's in this update or a future one, a version of the face ID. Oh, yeah. You can have your mask. With with, with your mask. Um, that, unfortunately, would not have helped this woman in China <laughs> a couple months. Randy. One. Two. Okay, I'm back. Okay. That would not have helped this woman in China a few months ago, whose uh, 28-year-old boyfriend was convicted of stealing $24,000 by lifting her eyelids while she slept and using that to access her phone. That's crazy. And that didn't mm-hmm. wake her up? Apparently not. So well, she okay. pulling on my it, eyelids. I'd freak out. Okay, wait a second here. There we go. So the man identified only by his surname, Huang, went to the sick woman's apartment a year ago and gave her food as well as medicine that made her. Okay. So it was Bill Cosby went to her apartment. Oh, um, after, after she fell asleep, he reportedly pressed her finger to the phone to unlock it. Okay. He then lifted her eyelids to unlock her ally pay app using facial recognition. Man. So he did the fingerprint and the facial recognition. He did. He was found guilty of theft by using secret methods to steal another person's property. I mean, that's at least a sexy sentence. Like if you're going to be found guilty of something like guilty of using secret methods to steal someone's property sounds pretty damn cool. Yeah. That does sound pretty naughty. Doesn't Mm -hmm. it? Is there anything else that sounds a lot cooler than it actually is? I mean, grand larceny actually kind of sounds nice. It does. It sounds like you're really working on it. Mm -hmm. It took some effort. It sounds larceny has got a nice, just aristocratic ring to it. Mm -hmm. You feel like you'd hear that on like the Gilded Age or something. Yes. Yes. Oh, have you seen the larceny this season? It's lovely. I haven't seen the latest episode of Larceny. This is Why with your hosts, Heidi Hedquist and Luke Poling. We've got that going for us. We do. Now we know what crimes to commit, so we sound cool on our rap sheet. Exactly. Well, in China, I guess we'd have to rewrite the laws to get to, to get charged with theft by using secret methods. We would. I think so, right? Oh, probably. So, all right, we're going to have to run for public office. Get a pen. We've got to write this down. Run for public office. <laughs> Can Randy rewrite run for the public laws. office? Okay, that's no problem. Probably <laughs> a lot smaller rap sheet. Run right. for public office rewrite the laws, commit mm-hmm. crimes in that order. Yeah, probably. We can't have her number them too. One, two, three. So we don't get confused. Should we put like goal dates? Like, should we be like, we need to achieve this by this date? You know, a lot of our guests always talk about their vision board and manifesting things. This should be right. on our vision board. This should be on our vision board. Yeah. We um, should make a vision board. Let's do that in New York. <laughs> yeah, that's just what the show needs, a vision board. It would have robes on it. Yeah, it would totally and they, have robes And the yacht. Yeah, I, I'm going to be honest. When we were talking with Brianna and she mentioned um, giving her clients, her yeah. canvas, a robe, I, I got a little jealous. I was very jealous. Yeah. 
it's like that's not fair i want a robe we can't get a robe from anybody no it's like we can get a fire emoji till the cows come home Ugh. it's ridiculous nothing less hot than a fire emoji no your work is so beautiful how long Thank does it you. take to paint a person's whole body are you mostly doing whole body or what are you um it varies um more often than not I'm not doing the whole body I'm just maybe doing like their upper body or just their chest or maybe their face and arms like face neck and arms but um, a whole body can take anywhere from like two hours to six hours we've even done some that have taken close to 10 hours but how does one deal with a living breathing canvas like everyone always yes. complains about oh sit still for the portrait but the opposite has to be a thousand times harder yeah um so you just take breaks you try to make the model as comfortable as possible i do things simple things like having an anti-fatigue mat underneath us that we're standing on um i often have a little pole that i can have my model just hold on to so they're not just kind of freestanding the entire time um if i can i'll have the person sit down or i'll have them sit for the first part and then have them stand up just because the standing gets really tiring after a while like standing still is actually really tiring it's horrible <laughs> yeah yeah so to go back to the beginning how did you yes. start as a body painter did you just like did you just do a hand or a foot and then work your way up to a limb and then expand? How does that, what's the order of which that all happens? <laughs> That's funny you mentioned the hand thing because I recently stumbled across a photo of me when I was like, I don't know, maybe 12 or 13 and I had just painted my hand red and I was like holding it up to the camera. There you go. <laughs> so it was written in the stars. Yeah. That's, that's where it started. <laughs> um, but really I can sort of pinpoint a moment in time. It was like, 2007 I'm pretty sure Halloween I just had this idea to be a zebra I bought those really cheap and expensive Halloween store paints and I painted my face all up and I think I painted my hands and my neck too and then I wore all this zebra print print fabric and the reactions I got from people were amazing they were just shocked that that was me how did I do that I was like wow I think I think I'm on to something here. Uh-huh. And it was just really fun to be a different character other than myself. Like I could be this cool looking zebra and not have to just be me, this normally shy and introverted person. <laughs> so normally when people come to you, is it for, is it models? I know there's some amazing like aerialists and, and things like that on your website, or is it people doing it for just for the fun of it, like a costume, or is it all of the above? It's all of the above. Um, sometimes people are just doing a photo shoot for themselves or like a maternity photo shoot, and they just want to make it a little different, a little special. Sometimes people are celebrating like a certain milestone birthday, and they're just like, let's do this. Let's get naked. <laughs> get naked. <laughs> Um, and then other times, um, it's for events like some fashion shows or, you know, large events where they have promotional models walking around or at a booth. Um, I'm actually doing one like that tomorrow. So <laughs> promotional type model for an event. Um, and then Halloween, yes. of course, is like go time. <laughs> when oh everybody gosh, wants sure. to be painted. 
can we ask what the uh, animal you're doing tomorrow is? Um, it's actually a character for a brand. Oh, okay, it's like a new so it's not like character. A... Yeah, they're releasing, but the per- the character is all like purpley pink, like glowing, luminous skin. So they were mostly costume, but I paint what skin is exposed. Now, how do you colors? How, how do you keep the paint from smudging? Um, so it kind of depends which paint I use. I use some that are water based. And that's usually with like a paintbrush. And they're, they're like dry cakes that you activate, kind of like watercolor paints. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are water-based. And I usually seal that with a spray-on sealant, kind of like hairspray. Um, so it just kind of puts a protective layer. But I still tell people, like, don't wear tight-fitting clothing. Don't, like, do a lot of anything that's going to cause friction. Because friction really is always the enemy of body paint. That's when, mm-hmm. you know, the edges of where fabric meets the paint is where it starts rubbing. Um, but I also use airbrush paints that are alcohol-based. And those ones are much more long-lasting. They're water and sweat resistant. So I've mm-hmm. even used those for like underwater body paint photo shoots. Or if someone's going to be doing something really active and like sweating more. Um, so I have a lot more leeway if I work with one like that. I'll still even seal that one sometimes. But like you can touch it. If your hand was wet and you touched it, it wouldn't like come right off onto you so that's Hmm. actually what i'll be using tomorrow so that any liquids that might be around keep them a little more intact (laughs) from the artistry side do you have a preference um it really kind of just depends on what the design is i actually like to blend both of them and do some stuff with like brushwork and some stuff with airbrush just because they both give sort of different visual effects so I like a mix, but sometimes on the situation, I'm just, I have to do it all with the airbrush paint. <laughs> Is there uh, one animal or image that you're really tired of painting on people? I'm guessing tiger, but. <laughs> I really, you're close. Um, oh. It was one year, it seemed everybody wanted leopard print on mm. <laughs> just like... One year? I feel like that's every year. <laughs> <laughs> now I have like enough sort of breaks in between stuff. I was like, okay, I have some distance from the design, but there was just one year every event seemed they wanted a leopard print something. I was like, could we <laughs> could we do something else, please? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a lot. Yeah. So I do get like sort of leopard type things or zebra and um tiger print when people are doing a lot of like animal themed things those are sort of the go-to prints because they're very distinctive so do you plot everything out prior or does it is the, the body just the canvas and you just go with it with your gut um it kind of depends on the event um if it's like a big full body more intricate thing I often will do a quick little sketch um I usually do those on my iPad now and sometimes even if someone like sends me a photo I'll just like draw on top of their photo um but now that I've been doing this for a while sometimes I just sort of look up some reference images and then I just go and paint in the moment (laughs) wow what if if somebody's really hairy well (laughs) are there like things that they have to like should they be cleaning all that up before they come in that is the preference. And I make that suggestion in advance. 
I have a few things I have to tell people in advance. So like if you have a lot of body hair, it's preferable if you either shave it or trim it down. It just makes it harder to get to your skin with the yeah. paint if there's hair there. Um, I also tell people, you know, freshly washed skin is preferable. For but a then don't, reasons. Yes. And then <laughs> don't put lotion or oils on top though. That then makes it harder for the paint to stick. So I've had people show up and say, I just put coconut oil all over my body. I'm like, okay. What's wrong with you? Great. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Good for you. This is going to be fun. And it, the paint just sort of like wiped off, even though it was the alcohol paint, because the oil between the oil layer did not work <laughs> with paint. Yeah. To work with somebody, especially on a nude body, is such a incredibly intimate relationship that you're having with them mm -hmm. as an artist what is that relationship like are you talking to them while you're painting are you just putting earbuds and you're listening to like <laughs> a podcast while you're going to town right um I try not to listen to anything I'm usually talking to the person especially if they've never done this before um, I want them to feel as comfortable as possible um, I try to put myself in their shoes how they would feel just they suddenly just have to take off all their clothes right in front of me. And that's how we have to start is take everything off now, please. Right. <laughs> um, if I can, based on the design, you know, maybe I'll just have them keep their bottoms on at first and I'll start on the upper body and then we'll take the rest off. But sometimes if I'm gluing on like a thong or gluing on the pasties, then we just have to go for it and jump right in. So I try to do everything, make it as comfortable as possible. I often have a space heater if it's cold out that's like right there. Um, I have a little robe or I tell people to bring a robe just to like drape over their shoulders. So yeah, I really, I'm very aware of how intimate this is and how sort of brave you have to be if you're not comfortable with this type of thing. What was the first experience you had doing this professionally? Like your first time doing it in front of someone else? Mm. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> well, that's good. good. That means it wasn't traumatic. Yeah. So that's good. <laughs> I think it might have been for a Halloween event. I think that was what it was. I was painting some performers and sort of some like dragony type designs. I think that was maybe one of the first ones where I was like, all right, here I go. I got to paint these people instead of myself. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, you mentioned the trying to make everyone as comfortable as possible with any of these. Um, are you working mostly with models or performers, someone who's sort of used to some of that stuff or the idea of that? Or are you working a lot with, I don't want to say the general public, certainly not the great unwashed, but are you working with people who are just, this is completely out of their comfort zone? Um, it's, it's both. Probably early on, it tended to be more people who are performers or professional models or people working for an event. Um, but now it's kind of a mix of people who just want to do body painting for the fun of it, to experience it, to do a photo shoot. Um, yeah, and for the people who have never done this kind of thing before, I do try to keep it on the shorter side of a session just because I know it's kind of asking a lot of a person if they haven't done this before to stand more than four hours, even three hours is kind of like, that's about <laughs> where I want yeah. <laughs> to push this. Um, 
so yeah, I'm, I've done a mix of both. I've painted on all sorts of bodies, all sorts of body shapes, all sorts of body skin tones, um, painted all the parts, <laughs> all parts of bodies. So nothing, nothing really surprises me anymore. Is there I a just, hardest part to paint? Um, Honestly, sometimes it's painting down at people's feet and like the lower part of their legs, because that usually means I'm like lying on the floor or sitting on the floor mm-hmm. to get that area. I mean, you can get people to sort of stand on a stool sometimes, but that just gets kind of precarious and not super safe. And it's hard to do for a long time. So I usually put myself down there and I even wear contractor knee pads now. So mm-hmm. that <laughs> so I'm often yeah. on my knees to get low enough. So if someone's short, especially to get low enough to like paint something on their stomach, it means that I'm usually on my knees on the floor. I'm comedian David Race in Los Angeles. I host a celebrity-filled paranormal talk show like no other. Monstrosity has great guests answering weird questions. You won't believe the combo of celebrities and paranormal experts who've been on this show. I guarantee you'll like Monstrosity, or you get your time back. Go to monstrositypodcast.com right now and take a look. As an artist, and obviously you can, you know, you can snap photographs of, of your work, but it's, it's, your art's temporary. It's not going to last. Mm-hmm. Is there a particular image you did or design you did that you wish could have stayed always, which no one would ever shower again? Mm. I, actually, one of these ones behind me. I really Those like. are amazing. <laughs> like on the site, they are incredible. They're yeah. so flipping cool. Well, so I actually got into also designing some apparel that's similar to my body painting. So that's actually one of them that you see behind me is like beta fish and there's like a glare on the screen. So she's wearing yeah. leggings and then her body, upper body That's is painted. Awesome. So I wanted sort of a way to continue the art once it's gone down the drain. So I started designing apparel. Some of it was based on previous costumes or body painting that I did um, so that people can wear, wear the body paint after the fact. That's awesome. And then sometimes now I'll paint people with the apparel on and that just makes it like a faster experience, but they still have that overall look of looking body painted. That's so really cool. Yeah. It's always hard to see it go down the drain. Um, yeah. But the ones that have taken a long time are usually the ones where you're like kind of sad that <laughs> it has to be washed off. Yeah, I'm sure. I had a friend, one of my, my best friend is, um, has psoriatic arthritis and she was flown out to New York to, she was body painted by um, some pros. I was hoping that I was like, who did your body paint? I was hoping it was you, but she um, did this, they did this amazing job and they took pictures for magazines and all these things. And we were in New York for four days and that girl, anything that didn't show was not getting washing off until the last minute. Cause she was, so, it was so beautiful and she didn't want to mm-hmm. lose it. So I think yeah. it's hard for them to. Is there yeah. a skill? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say some people have slept in their body paint. Yeah. I know. <laughs> like, yeah. As long as you can sleep, 
very still. It'll probably <laughs> last, but if you crash, crash around in your sleep, your sheets are going to be a mess. <laughs> yeah, that that mine would not work. I have a thrasher, so. Is that something that if it does get smudged, can you touch that up, or do you just have to go back to bare skin and start again? Um, usually, you can touch it up. Um, at a certain point, though, you can only put like so much paint on the skin before it starts to like crackle or just not look as good. Um, but yeah, usually I try to touch it up if if I'm there, if it's an option, because stuff happens. People spill, people drip water when they've gone to wash their hands or something. So mm-hmm. you just have to kind of roll with it and learn how to fix stuff without making a big deal about it too. Because Or even sometimes I've spilled a little bit of paint and so, okay, this is what this is gonna look like now. <laughs> and now we're gonna modify the design to, mask whatever just happened (laughs) i feel like there's a i always hear this legend of you know when you're painting somebody i feel like it goes back to like goldfinger yeah and you're supposed to leave one little patch of the skin clear so that can breathe is that true and how freaked out were you the first time you did a full body paint of like i hope i'm doing this right and don't kill this person (laughs) so that is not true thankfully okay Um, Uh, It has to do with, um, so first of all, regular body paint is just fine to cover your entire body. Um, We breathe through our noses and mouths. We don't breathe through our skin. So that's, there's no issue for anyone who hears that. If you're using professional grade body paints, you're fine. Um, I think where it's, there is like a granule of truth to that is if you're using something that's not meant for your skin, you cover your entire body up with it. And then you can't like sweat um, properly or like cool down. And that's when you start leaning into like heat stroke and stuff like that. So, you know, people use like acrylic paints or something, which are not meant for your skin all over. Um, My early on in my, when I was wearing costumes, I painted myself entirely with, well, my upper body with liquid latex. Um, That was like wearing a rubber glove on my upper body. So all my sweat was just completely trapped. And once my sweat got cold, I got very cold. So I try to talk people out of liquid latex anytime someone brings it up. Um, Because I I know what I'm I'm doing to people because I've experienced it. I know what I'm inflicting on them sometimes when it's cold outside. I'm like, I know how cold you feel right now because I have been painted too. But yeah, if you're using professional grade body paints, they're like makeup, but different pigments. So it's just highly pigmented makeup in a sense. Um, if you're using stuff like that, you can cover your entire body and it's it's fine. You don't want to stay in it for days and days and days. Just you don't wear makeup for days and days and days without washing your skin. So right. kind of how do you how do you physically paint yourself? <laughs> that seems super difficult. Very carefully and with a mirror. <laughs> yeah. Um, flip it right you gotta yeah. reverse everything oh so you get used to you know looking in the mirror and looking where you're doing in the mirror and you hold your hand a little differently too because you're pointing the brush at yourself and so when I started painting other people I actually struggled a little bit because I was having to change just the physical way I held the brush and the muscle memory was just had been totally different for myself painting myself versus painting on someone else so there was a little bit at the beginning where I'm like, 
I promise I know what I'm doing. I just <laughs> haven't done it facing this direction before. So it took some time to work through that muscle memory I developed. But now I actually have the opposite problem because I don't paint myself as much anymore. But when I do paint myself, I'm like, how do they, how do they used to do this? <laughs> yeah, that's, there's no way. Yeah, <laughs> it's fun though. It's... So in addition to, oh, go ahead. Go oh, ahead. you go. Well, in addition to all the work you do with body painting, you also do a ton of other stuff too, from costumes and is is the body what what stands out as your favorite um i think i always love it when i can blend my graphic design world with the body paint world like um like those leggings projects yeah. i told you about um it's just i love seeing how i can use all the different ways of expressing my art um, come together into one and seeing that vision that i've had in my head seeing that come to life on a real person is always like the most rewarding part. So yeah, I think those those like those apparel and fabric projects that get blended with body paint are usually the ones that I'm most excited about when they're done. Awesome. And can people buy the leggings? Yes. Ooh, where can. do people go to get the merch? on my website. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Briannacook.com. Excellent. <laughs> I didn't get that far. I was like so enthralled with all the photos. I was like, wait, there's more. <laughs> yes. yes, I actually just a few days ago launched a project that I've been working on for the past two years over. And that was a whole new line of apparel that's coral reef design inspired. And I did some body paint um, projects yeah. with that apparel. So that's all ready to go and on my website. Now, as an artist, is there something that you have to sort of learn that's different that perhaps for somebody who does, you know, uh, oil paintings or murals that this specific art form, I mean, it's a three-dimensional, it's a completely, it mm -hmm. seems like something completely different. Was there some element of painting and, and art that you had to learn that you just did not have any experience in or could Monet come in and just knock this out in an afternoon? <laughs> um, I think most people who have experience with a paintbrush and using paints can pretty quickly transition to doing body painting. Um, it's the parts where um, you have to work pretty quickly and you have to make decisions quickly and you can't come back to this later. You have to get it done now in this moment um, and work around anything that comes up. Um, so that's the kind of thing that sometimes other artists might struggle with is that, you know, you can't just have your painting set up and come back to it a couple hours every day. It's, you have to get this done now in this moment with this person. Um, and then the other aspect that sometimes is surprising to people is just sort of the um, physical fitness aspect of it because you're moving around a lot. You're often kind of squatting down, standing back up, squatting back down again. And after a long day of body painting, um, I can definitely feel it. It feels like you've gone to the gym because you've been <laughs> moving around so much and done a bunch of squats. So that's, that's a different part is that you're moving around and having to still do the same quality of work, even if you're lying on the floor trying to paint someone's legs. 
do you do work back to back? Like, have, can you do multiple people in a day or two days in a row? Uh, yeah, some um, events or even at Halloween, I just sort of have back to back appointments with one person after the other. You know, some events, maybe I'm painting four different models and it's just next person, next person, next person. So there's a certain level of stamina that you kind of have to develop that yeah. you know, the last person gets the same quality of work as the first person got. Um, so that that does take some uh, work to build up to that level of being consistent and being able to work through multiple hours, take some little breaks, but get a lot done in a very short amount of time. Yeah. Do you have a particular pattern or I guess since you're doing a lot of animal work uh just what's the the, like the skin the texture that you just love doing is Mm -hmm. it sort of the reptile skin or is it feathers what's your kind of like you rub your hands together and go oh this is going to be fun (laughs) I think I'm known for like scaly fishy dragony things and I love doing Mm -hmm. them so I don't mind when they keep coming up over and over but I think that is one of the things I've become known for is like scale, texture, and patterns. I even make some of my own stencils now because I know how I want certain scales to look. So I um, cut them out on my Cricut cutting machine and so it's my own signature look. (laughs) It's cool. And so does that speed up the process, I'm assuming? Yeah, it does. Stencils can make a huge difference in making stuff um, go faster and be like a really impactful um, pattern without having to take up a ton amount of time so i i love i love having stencils in my in my kit in my arsenal and so i'm assuming you do the whole face everything when you say body painting it's not like someone has to go to hair and makeup your makeup for everything correct uh correct um i i can do the person's face if it's sort of more a standard beauty makeup Mm mm-hmm um, for lack of a better word, that's not usually what I specialize in. So that's when I would suggest them to hire a separate makeup artist if they have a lot of that kind of look with body paint on the bottom. Um, I also don't do a ton of hair stuff. I have I have some skills. I have some tools in my kit because it inevitably comes up sometimes. Oh, we need to tie your hair back or make me look like this. a carrot. Or, sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't. I don't usually focus on doing hair stuff. I sort of let the people who are specialized in doing hair do the hair and I do the body paint. (laughs) Looking ahead, is there one design that you are currently kind of eager to try out on someone? There's something where you've like, I cannot wait for someone to come in and ask for this, Mm -hmm. or this is my white whale. I want to get this one perfect. And I just haven't done it to my satisfaction yet. Oh, Huh. let me think that might come to me later but I have okay. had other ones in the past where I see maybe something in a movie and I'm like "Ooh, I want to do that <laughs> so or just sort of that challenge of seeing if you can make something kind of similar so a lot of the ones from Marvel movies or those mm. ones are fun to do like Gamora and Drax and I just did a Venom character somewhat recently so that's fun. Yeah, that's got to be challenging. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did the mouth on his neck. So it was like, oh. his 
uh, jawline was sort of the upper part of the mouth and then it extended down the bottom and then just painting it with the perspective so that it looks like it was a little more three-dimensional. That's cool. Doing yeah. a lot of like fooling the eye is a really common thing because you're working on a flat-ish surface where you're trying to make something look dimensional on it. So learning how to create lots of illusions is a really big part of body painting. Yeah, I would not know where to start. Yeah, and like making like things look shiny that are on the skin. So just a lot of little effects, shad light and shadow, how to add, you know, highlights and shadows that make something look really dimensional and shiny. Well, it's just on a flat skin surface. more information on Brianna, to see some of her work, and to order her new collection of activewear, check out her website, Brianna Cook, that's C-O-O-K-E, dot com. You can check us out on all the various socials. Be sure to visit our website, and don't forget to leave us a review. Today's show is produced by myself and Heidi Hegquist. Our reluctant producers are John Sauvet and Sandy Stone. Our willing producers are Rachel Allen and Randy Jeanette. Our intern is Zach Jackson. This one's for Philippe. Thanks for joining us. Flash, we're coming home. Nigel, is that you? Are you here, Nigel?